You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuk. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I am joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Marcus Mosher. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Go ahead, give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. And please, oh, please be kind enough. Leave a five-star review uh, from anybody's phone that you could possibly get your, your nibs <laughs> on. Uh, Marcus, how's it going today? How are you enjoying free agency? We are officially here. Uh, it's been fantastic. I'm so glad that we have so much news, except for I don't think I have enough coffee in my body because every single, I mean, I, I just can't stop looking at my phone. Uh, <laughs> so my eyes are tired. My body is tired, but I, I'm, I'm excited. Well, the, the worst part, I think, is that every buzz, every buzz that comes into my phone I get this little charge, this spark, and I think it's something very important. Um, Adam Schefter, if he were to tweet anything personal at this point. Oh, I'd flip out. I, I would throw my phone across the room. I need news, baby. I need yeah. breaking news. It's a little dopamine hit every single time I get that little buzz. Yep. It is. It's a it's a rush. And then the rapid, the crash, honestly, when it turns out not to be anything <laughs> related to anybody that you care about. I mean, we still have some interesting players left on the market. Sure, um, We still have Kenny Galladay, so it sounds like he's in talks with the New York Giants. They sound pretty serious. We mm-hmm. do know that the Bengals made an offer for Kenny Galladay, which I think is kind of interesting. Doesn't sound like it's he's... also kind of hilarious, right? Yeah, they, they had a one year prove it deal for Kenny Galladay, like he hasn't proved it before. I think that was more just like, hey, come get healthy on our dime and then go get paid next offseason. And that's that's sort of my question, honestly, regarding that whole prove it deal, quote unquote. Are you proving that you're healthy? Because he we he we already know what he can do as a route runner, we know what he can do as a as a wide receiver one on an offense. Is it? Like health, because we never got a lot of answers regarding his hip situation last season. I, I do think it's interesting, Kate, the timing of some of these deals, right? Like Nelson Aguilar came off the board early on Monday morning. Uh, we saw Corey Davis get paid on Monday, and both those guys got over eleven million dollars per year in base salaries. So my guess is, yeah, teams are very concerned about Caddy Galladay and his hips. It sounds like that's why the Giants are actually physically bringing him in for a visit. Um, so maybe, uh, maybe a one-year prove-it deal wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, especially with the cap likely to go up next year. I mean, I, I think you got to do what you got to do, but them hips don't lie. I just had to <laughs> had to throw that one in there. There you go. Um, some of the more interesting news I think that I want to talk about today. So Philip Lindsay, uh, he had received the restricted uh, franchise RFA. RFA, help yep. me out here, Marcus. Yes, the restricted tender. Yep. Yes, the restricted free agent. T- oh my God, I'm so stupid. Um, he had received that tender, so that essentially meant that he could, you know, be in talks with other teams. But if other teams made an offer, Denver would sort of have first play on it. Now he's officially been released because uh, I don't. There's some news that they continued having conversations and they felt it was in the best interest for him, the best interest for the team, that they just move on. 
right. kind of interesting. Right. Uh, they brought in running back Mike Boone, uh, formerly of the Vikings, but they gave him a, a decent deal for a backup. Uh, I think $2.5 million guaranteed. I'm really fascinated by this move and sort of the... It sounds like Philip Lindsay wanted out, which I think is really interesting because he's the hometown boy. Is like, it's it's weird. It, it, he was the undrafted guy. He was from Denver. He he like he yep. was the hometown hero, and now it sounds like he was the one who wanted out. Two questions on that: Do you think that Philip? Uh, let's start with the first one. Do you think Philip Lindsay finds a fantasy relevant role? in 2021 no I, I i don't and it's unfortunate i think he's going to be a part of a committee likely going to be the the number two guy uh, you know of part of this committee katie turns 27 in july and we're already into the couple days of free agency um i don't know there's just not that many natural landing spots and then when you you know you add in that the draft has a lot of talent I, I don't, and I feel bad saying this because I'm a big Philip Lindsay fan. He was so good in the first two years of his career, um, but but I don't see him being all that noteworthy over the next couple of years. So disappointing because I, I feel like he really did feel like that diamond in the rough. It makes you nervous because, I mean, we've, we've said it before, you do have to worry about sometimes these undrafted free agents. Do they, they don't hold the draft stock, people you know, might not need to make that big commitment to them. But Philip Lindsay flashed out of the pan, much like our old friend James Robinson did. So it's enough to make me be like, ugh. That, like, it doesn't feel good to see how quickly he, ran, he, he washed away. Uh, but I think the more interesting part of this conversation is, what does this mean for Melvin Gordon? Thoughts? I mean, we were talking pre-show, Kate, and I think Melvin Gordon is very underrated in the Dynasty community. He's somebody who not a lot of people love. Uh, he's kind of just been up and down the last couple of years. I mean, again, he had some big, big years early on in his career. And then when he switched to Denver, and he, I think a lot of people uh, thought maybe we weren't going to see the same player that we saw early in his career with the Chargers, but... I still think he's very, very good. I, I mean, whenever he plays, Katie's almost a lock to get you 100 yards a game. Do you know how many touchdowns he has since the 2016 season? Go I ahead know. and guess. Uh, ooh, um. So he's played, I'll, I'll give you this, he's started 60 games since 2016. How many touchdowns do you think he's scored? Oh, it's a lot. He's scored a lot of touchdowns. Uh, 57, Shut 57 up. touchdowns <laughs> in the last 60 games. Uh, and he's averaging, again, over 100 yards per game uh, since 2016. He's been incredibly incredibly reliable. I think that offense is going to take a big step forward next year uh, once they improve the offensive line, they get Cortland Sutton back. I think Melvin Gordon, with really nobody else on that roster that's going to challenge him for snaps, I think he's a, a high-end RB2 that you can get at, at a pretty cheap price. Absolutely, especially because you're getting him at a discount on his age, particularly. Nobody wants to touch a 28-year-old running back. Like you said with Philip Lindsay, he's going to turn 27. Like, nobody wants to touch these older running backs. But 
they're not totally left for dead in terms of fantasy production. Like, no, we we should consider consider that. I think is is an important place to start. Melvin Gordon last season in 2020 in games where he saw more than 12 carries, right, mm-hmm. was on pace for nearly 1,400 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns. This dude was actually being used, uh, was on pace for 30 receptions. I just think that we're underestimating Melvin Gordon because he's not a sexy pick. And right, exactly. like what I would like to do. So this is not something I've done yet. Uh, we The news broke just before we were recording, so I didn't mm-hmm. have time to dig in. But I told you before we started recording, I want to go back. I want to see Melvin Gordon's ADP season by season. Because I want to see where he he finished in relation to that. Because I it it just feels like he's one of these guys that every single year he finishes ahead of his ADP. Always. Yeah. So last year he finished as I believe RB fourteen, RB fifteen, depending on your league. And I can guarantee you that's not where he was going in, going in startup drafts. I can guarantee you that's not the value that people placed on him. So. That was with Philip Lindsay in the lineup. That was with you know a mess at quarterback and injuries. Uh, I, I I'm not saying he's going to finish higher than that in 2021, but it feels like that's a fairly realistic you know goal for Gordon. And again, you can get him much much cheaper than that. Uh, I'm a big fan of Melvin Gordon in 2021. Well, and I think it's also worth noting. So one of the concerns that I think has been circulating throughout the off season for Melvin Gordon. There was a situation that there were teams concerned uh, that he could possibly be suspended or miss mm-hmm. some time because of a um, a DUI charge. That charge was dropped against Melvin Gordon, so I don't think he can be punished for something. Well, that... it's Roger Goodell. We, we never <laughs> truly know, but I would say the odds of him getting any significant suspension are through the you know you know they're they're gone right now right that's that's my thought so i think that's that's a plus for me uh that's a win let's take a quick break and then i want to get into two uh maybe lower key uh bits of news we're still waiting for some of those big names to pop but we still have a couple of of noteworthy guys that we can we can discuss here let's take a quick break and we'll be right back Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. 
why endure the often intimidating questioning lines like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX or a Z65 XM17? You have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home, in your pocket. No need to endure those awful questioning lines anymore. You have time to look up the answers because guess what? You have the convenience of ordering these car parts right there in your home. RockAuto.com is a family business serving car parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just the ones they have to pick from in the stores. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, which as a dog owner, I know I have to replace often. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same car parts going into one of these fancy doodad stores? Go to rockauto.com and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection of car parts and always reliably low prices everything your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com for everything you need for your car delivered right to your door. Rockauto.com. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are here. We are here to talk about some free agency news and Marcus, let's just get into it. Curtis Samuel signs with Washington. He's now uh, apparently paired up with Ryan Fitzpatrick who is gold for wide receivers. Any chance you're biting? Because he's a he's a hot player in the fantasy football community. But for me, he's one of these guys that I think is a better NFL football player than mm-hmm. he is uh, for fantasy. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I like Curtis Samuel coming out of Ohio State. I think he's a, a fun player, but I I don't see this love that everybody else sees for him on Twitter and Dynasty Twitter. And I listen, I get it. He's he's 24 years old. He's got ridiculous speed. He can be used out of the backfield. You can give him touch, you know, handoffs. This is typically a player that I love. I don't love the situation. And I know a lot of people like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I get it. But what I'm looking for in a dynasty receiver is somebody that goes to an offense that's going to get him a bunch of targets and a stable quarterback situation. And listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick's fun, but he's certainly not a stable quarterback. There's a reason why so many teams have moved on from him is because he's very inconsistent and his arm tends to to wear down as the season goes along. Um, I, I think he is somebody who is a better real-life player. Um, you know, the, he had his first 1,000-yard season last year. Uh, a lot of it, that, you know, did come, you know, through some carries. He had 200 rushing yards last year. I don't know. It, this is it's the guy who's pretty clearly the number two target at best on this offense. Um, if, if somebody else is really, really excited about it, Kate, I'll, I'm going to move on. It's just probably not for me. Uh, would you trade... Uh, let's say, so you're somebody who's not high on Curtis Samuel, but if somebody approached you in your league and said, hey, I'll give you Curtis Samuel for a second round pick, are you biting? That one's tough. I I, I probably would hold at Mid-second. that point, but yeah, I, I probably would hold. Okay. 
right. I think. That's... But again, that might be that might be a trade to me that is dependent on the draft. Like if we get to the draft and there's a running back that I like there available, maybe I pull the trigger. But as we stand right now, no, I I think that's I don't think that's enough. And again, I'm not the biggest Curtis Samuel fan, but that just seems a little too low. Uh, same. Yeah, I, I think there, especially in this draft class, I think that there are other players like we know who Curtis Samuel is. And even if he does have a really good season with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't necessarily know that we can count on that sort of longevity. Uh, like for me, I'd rather just sell while I can and recoup my value and hope that I draft the next Curtis Samuel with a higher ceiling. That's what I would rather do. Um, yeah, and it, it depends because there are receivers in that range that I like. Uh, I saw that you did a, a mock draft the other day, and there, there's guys in that range. I believe like Elijah Moore went around there, uh, and that's very intriguing to me. But um, I, again, I wouldn't want to trade that until I know who is available to me in the second round. See, and Elijah Moore, if I could just straight up make that pick right now, it's Elijah Moore for me 10 times yeah, out I, of 10 I times. would agree. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about another low-key signing. Gerald Everett, tight end, former Los Angeles Ram, has officially signed with Seattle. So there are two different ways that we can look at this <laughs> bit of news. Do you think he has a chance to be fantasy relevant in Seattle? Let's start there. I, I feel like I needed to just start recording these stock tight end you know, <laughs> profiles, and we'll just insert them, right? Hey, this is a, a an athletic tight end who uh, <laughs> has the potential to be the 6-10 to 10 tight end in fantasy this year. Uh, we'll see what kind of target share he but gets. I, I mean, it, that's what I feel, <laughs> I think what I feel like for all, all these guys. I think we have to record it in a very flat voice, so you could be like... He is a like we can just yeah, slide in the name and then it, I don't Gerald know, like, Everett is a interesting tight end next year that could be, yeah exactly <laughs> I know what you mean um I don't know I I feel like it's he, he's somebody that's always going to be such a tease for me because you see the athletic ability you see what he could do but is Seattle the place that's going to maximize his ability probably not I think that's a spot where tight ends. Uh, you know, have kind of gone to die a little bit. So I think he's intriguing, but I think this actually says more for Tyler Higby, to be honest. I will say I do. I think Gerald Everett, at least in my mind, is one of the better tight ends that we've seen in Seattle. When Jimmy Graham was there in Seattle, granted, we didn't necessarily have that same prowess at wide receiver with uh, DK Metcalf being thrown into that mix. But super productive in his last season with Seattle which was 2017 but leave me alone he had 10 hmm. touchdowns I, that's that's pretty good that's sure. like that's like mega tight end one if but I don't by, see Everett being that type of player right he's not really the red zone threat that a Jimmy Graham is he's more of the Jonu Smith type of tight end the the guy that makes plays after the catch did and you know move. Jimmy Graham played basketball oh stop <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on what does this mean for Tyler Higby? Because I pulled up Tyler Higby's splits, right, with Gerald Everett over the last two seasons. So T Tyler Higby actually got a nice contract extension with the team, which mm -hmm. I feel like still was swept under the rug. I know he disappointed this season. He did a lot of blocking. But Tyler Higby is clearly valued by the team because he did get that second contract, and it was a pretty decent one. Um, in his five games without Gerald Everett, can you guess how many PPR points he averaged over the last two seasons? Five game sample size without 
Gerald Everett on the mm, field. I'll say 14. You are incorrect, sir. So over the last two seasons, uh, they've played, he's played 29 games, Tyler Higby, 24 with Gerald Everett, where he averaged seven PPR points per game, five without, where he averaged 23 points <laughs> per game. <laughs> His 16-game pace uh, in, in those five games, 1,500 receiving yards, 160 targets, 16 touchdowns, Tyler and 125 to receptions. Obviously, that is not sustainable. But thinking back to the fact that now we have Matthew Stafford there, we know he, I, I think he had a pretty nice rapport with TJ Hawkinson. He's willing to use the tight end position. I think that's a really nice fit. And I don't feel like it's one of these narratives that we've heard enough about yet. So go and get you some Tyler Higby for sure, because you, everybody was burned last season and take advantage of those third degree burns. Uh, you can be the aloe that soothes those burns. I think. Nice. Nice. It's there you go. Uh, yeah. I think Higby of all the guys that we're going to talk about this off season that are outside the top, let's say four tight ends. I would say top five if you're going to include Kyle Pitts. I think he's the, the most intriguing, right? Because he does have a good quarterback in Matthew Stafford. He does have a good situation with no other real legitimate threat. You know, uh, I don't think Bryson Hopkins is somebody that we need to worry about at all. He's got a good coach in Sean McVay. Uh, and we've seen it before, right? We've seen the potential here. I think this is the one guy that I am interested in going to get. Um but the the cost has to be right, and I'm gonna after today's show, I'm gonna start making some calls, sending some texts, uh, and we'll see what the the Tyler Higby trade market looks like after Gerald Everett left. Uh, independent of feeding out, feeling out the market, I think that's obviously always an important thing. That's always an important part of the process in trading is understanding how your league mates are valuing other players, but just based on your evaluation. Uh, say you are in a, a league and you need somebody at the tight end position, you need some help, you need some depth. What do you think about sending a second round pick there for Tyler Higby? Because I don't even think you would have to. Yeah, see, I would do that in a heartbeat, especially if I needed tight end help, because I think he's going to be very reliable, very safe, and he does have a, a pretty high upside. And I listen, I like him better than anybody in this tight end class outside of uh, Kyle Pitts, like if it's Pat Fryermuth or Tyler Higby, give me Tyler Higby all day long. So that to me is an easy one, but I've got a feeling that the Tyler Higby owners right now aren't going to sell them for that cheap. I do think there are two types of, of Tyler Higby managers. I'm the type who's ready to be hurt again, but there are some <laughs> people once they're burned, they're out and there are going to be some some managers out there that say I fell for this last year, I'm not doing it again. Put your feelings yeah, out I there. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Would not be surprised at all. Yeah, and that's that's where it's always worth asking the question. Let's take another quick break and then we're going to get into today's rookie profile. We're going to talk about Florida State wide receiver Tamari Terry. We'll be right back. The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. 
Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline.ag has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out BetOnline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's BetOnline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We're here to talk about some rookies. We're going to continue on with this profile series. We covered so many rookies through the month of March. If you haven't caught our rookie profiles, go back. We've been sharing that slate of names with Matt and Ryan, and I think everybody's put in a ton of work to get you prepped for your rookie drafts, even ahead of the NFL draft. I want you guys to know what you're looking for on draft day. And I want to know... I, I want to know what you guys think about these profiles. Hopefully they are, are helping you out a bit. But today's profile, Tamar and Terry, who's one of the uh, – I feel like he's been on the quieter end of wide receiver talk in this mm-hmm. dynasty offseason. 6'4", 210 pounds out of Florida State. One of the older wide receivers in this class, so he just turned 23 years old. Coming off of a down season, however – had a fantastic second year at Florida State, but followed it up with a disappointing performance in 2020. I uh, only played six games. You've told me that you're pretty high on Tamari and Terry, so give me a little something. Yeah, so Terry is very, very interesting from like a height, weight, speed perspective. Again, 6'3", 200 uh, pounds. A lot of scouts thought he was going to enter the NFL draft in 2020. Um, he didn't do that. He actually talked about wanting to go back to Florida State to improve his route running uh, to potentially be a first or second round pick. And it's unfortunate because he got injured. He, he had, uh, I believe it was a, uh, some kind of knee injury in October and then opted out of the rest of the season. Uh, so really didn't do much at all uh, you know, on that Florida State team that was absolutely a disaster. But the potential is there, Kate. This is somebody who has uh, a bunch of really long touchdowns. He had five touchdowns of over 70 yards in his career at Florida State, that's actually the most in Florida State history. Uh, he can he can play on special teams. He's a good blocker. I'm interested in him. You know, anywhere after the top, let's say 30 rookie picks, because this is somebody who I can certainly see getting in the NFL and and making big plays. I think the the comp that we're hearing around NFL circles is Marquez Valdez Scantling, which I get because of that height, weight, and speed. Not a guy that projects as a number one receiver, but somebody who could find his way up the depth chart on a good passing offense. And because of the explosiveness, you know, he can pick, make one play in a game and he's all of a sudden fantasy relevant. So I think he's somebody who to keep an eye on. I think he's going to go in the third day of the draft, probably in the fourth or fifth round. Uh, but he's certainly, certainly a talented player that warrants our attention. I think he's somebody that I'm going, I'm in a, a couple of best ball dynasty leagues. He's going to be one of the rookies that I'm trying to grab in best ball dynasty. Cause I do think his physical attributes, his size, his, his speed. I was uh, reading some article. Uh, I can't remember which game it was. He broke uh, 23 miles per hour on a play, like freakishly, <laughs> freakishly speedy for, for that kind of size. Um, don't know what he's going to run like at, at his pro day at Florida State, but he can make really big plays. I do think 
in terms of rookies, it, he does have one of the lower ceiling or mm-hmm. sorry, one of the lower floors for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think there are other plays that I think he's going to be a boomer bust guy. I do think he might be one of these players that just will randomly have a hundred receiving yard, two touchdown game and then disappear back into the ether. But I think his physical attributes bring the upside there. So I love him in uh, best ball dynasty in particular, but especially if you feel like you have a pretty solid wide receiver core and you have a pick, um, you know, I'm sure he'll probably be going what in the third round of rookie drafts. Probably, probably. Uh, If you have a pick in that range and you feel comfortable with where your wide receiver core is, I think he's a really great dart throw. And I think the ceiling is there and if nothing else if you have a player like that and he hits uh and you're solid at the position he could be a huge value that you could you know use as a a trading asset to make Mm -hmm. other moves for your roster so i think he for where he's going to be drafted he's an interesting interesting prospect anything else on tamari and terry no, I, I think the landing spot here is going to be very interesting because I would not be surprised at all, Kate, if he's one of these players that fluctuates an entire round depending on where he lands. Like if he ends up in Green Bay replacing Tamarian, or replacing Marquez Valdez-Scantling or he ends up in Kansas City, we're going to see him in the late second round. If he goes to a less than ideal situation, let's say, I don't know, Washington or Chicago, uh, you know, we, we could see his value plummet. So nobody to get too excited about. You know, I think it's we'll, we'll have to monitor and see where it's at after the draft. All right. That is a fantastic show for today. Thank you for joining me, Marcus. Thank you for joining us, listeners. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at FFBallBlast. For me, Kate, follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. And, of course, the show Locked on Dynasty. We will see you guys next week for uh, another rookie profile and hopefully some more interesting free agency news. <laughs>